0: Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Paul St. Andrew. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results. And Joel is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. And now Twin Cities on the Move.
1: Everybody, it's episode twenty-nine. Twin Cities on the Move. My name is Paul Andrew, I'm a realtor here with Remax Results. I'm Joel Benson
2: with Cardinal Financial. NMLS ID one zero six four six four two. I'm Justin Sheeler
1: with Remax Results. Hey, we're on the road today, you guys. We left the sunny confines of Snelling Avenue in Minnesota podcasting, and, and we're down at Stack Deck Brewing tonight. Uh, thanks for having us, Lacey.
3: It is always a treat it's uh, fun to have you guys here. Oh, man, here, it's so. fun
1: to be here, and it's thanks a great... Thanks for visiting. Oh, my goodness. Who's yeah. Lacey? Oh, Lacey. <laughs> oh, Lacy! Feeson from Stack Deck. You're any relation to um, what's her name? Tiffany.
2: Tiffany I'm
3: um, saved by the ball. She is my husband's cousin.
1: For and real? That, mm.
3: that is actually Oh, oh <laughs> we nailed it. Every no time idea. we watch <laughs> Son-in-Law we are like there, Hey, there's cousin. Hey, oh, funny. Oh, <laughs> they, that's awesome. I don't know um, I don't think that they have hung out at many functions or know each other very well but they're not like
1: best friends
3: they are not on facebook
1: that's okay (laughs) (laughs) that's all right well hey we we have you today lacy at stack deck brewing and stack deck if you don't know it's in the heart of downtown st paul what used to be the old dayton's building uh the wild practice facility is upstairs and it's a beautiful brewery. I mean, you guys have done an amazing job here. It's just its a fun destination. It's a great spot just to stroll in and spend a couple hours and try out all this great beer. Um, we have some beer right now. Weekend at Larry's, which is oh. kind of your, is that your flagship, basically?
3: That one is our flagship. Um, it was the first of the hazy IPA styles that we even um tried to brew and it has really stood the test of time we usually have between I'd say like 12 to 14 beers on tap okay Um, but yeah we've done upwards of 60 to 70 different recipes at this point in the last three years Wow
1: Wow and they're not just here either you can get you can get your beer at a whole lot of liquor stores around the Twin Cities right Yep.
3: yep we're in all of the total wines we are in most of the top tens um, and then there's a, a spot on our website that you can click on to uh, see if we're kind of in your neighborhood. Uh, oh, cool! Liquor store. Oh, that's yeah. Great. That's
1: yeah.
4: like I was checking that out yesterday. That's, that's really, really cool.
1: cool. Good. There's so many breweries. You guys are everywhere, but there doesn't seem to be any. It's not like it's stopping anytime. It's or not oversaturated, now. and what Justin was just mentioning, and, and this is more what your research has done is that it really does a lot to a neighborhood when this comes in, right?
4: Yeah, specifically in regards to real estate, it really yeah. improves the property values because a lot of people now are buying properties that they, you know, that are close to that something they can walk
3: walk walkability, to.
1: attractions, yeah. stuff that they can do. And Look at all these dumpy old warehouses that had zero value. You know, there was nothing at all. And they get transformed in these super wonderful, neat places that people love to visit. You know, it's a lot of fun. Well, and they generate jobs, they attract people, they,
4: they bring in buyers too in the local market. So those buyers are buying properties and then they're spending tax dollars that go to the city and improve stuff. So it's just it's a total trickle down effect. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: you know, people take a lot of pride in their local neighborhood brewery. They've really become places where communities gather. they are places where people can volunteer, they Hmm. meet their neighbors, they, you know, We're one of the first places that they want to bring people that are, you know, from out of town. Um, They really, really take their regulars' status seriously. And we definitely, you know, feel a lot of support from our neighborhood, not just in the last year and a half. But people people really rally for their... Uh, local brewery
1: it's almost i it's kind of i in my just from listening to you and then the times that i get to go out to different breweries and stuff it feels kind of like the you know 2021 version of the local bar absolutely uh, the local yeah. tavern where yeah. it's not just a place to go duck in it's not applebee's where you're right. gonna go get a burger and fries and a bud light you know, that's yep. not what no. it's about. It's a totally different it, experience. It's more about, you know, yeah, you're going to have a pint or two of beer, but you're also yeah. going to talk to your neighbor. You're going to see your friend. You're going to get to pet a dog more than not. You Absolutely. know, all of that. And yep. so it, it takes it, it ramps it up to a completely different level.
3: Yep. And, yeah. and breweries end up collaborating with other local businesses. So there's a lot of times there's an opportunity to support multiple local businesses just by stopping in your brewery, whether it's cool. merchandise or a food truck or a podcast, you know, some, a podcast <laughs> or some sort of pop up. So they definitely have become like community hubs for for different neighborhoods no
1: it's wonderful it's wonderful and again it's wonderful to be here today yeah thank you yeah.
3: thank you so much
1: thank you for having us and thanks, and thanks. especially with this in our halloween episode we get to do Boom. here at stack deck so everybody um you know everybody that's here thank you for coming down today and then also if you haven't been down here again it's in the old dayton's building right on cedar street stack deck brewing if you can't make it check your local liquor store if you don't see it at your local liquor store ask them why they don't have it
3: yeah. Okay. For sure.
1: So, thanks again, Lacey. Uh, thanks, Tiffany gentlemen. Amber.
4: <laughs> thanks to get, status.
1: Yeah. You know? Thanks. <laughs> man. No, loved it. love to be here, and we'll be back again. This is our Halloween episode. Twin Cities on the Move, coming right back. Twin Cities on the Move. This is episode number 29. Again, we're the podcast that insurance built, basically. Yeah. Thank you to MyInsuranceWarehouse.com. They've been with us for, my goodness. Since I, it's the beginning, Since right? about the beginning, yeah. So yeah. anything insurance okay they'll insure justin they'll insure joel they'll insure these guys they'll insure all of us with anything home life auto you name it they're the ones my and uh we are at stack deck today thanks again man what a huge crowd
4: yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming out everybody you can hear the energy
1: yeah. just feel you, it you can oh, you God. can hear the energy. well they're excited for the halloween episode so we're in st paul so i i thought I'd look up a couple you know St. Paul has a rich history of you know Mm -hmm. wonderful old buildings and cool kind of creepy places Um, there's a few that actually say they have some people running around that aren't with us anymore and they're still there. Wow. So uh, one is Four Paws Restaurant, which is closed now, but it was open, you know, as early as 2019. And in the 1870s, Joseph Fourpaw ran a successful dry goods business, and he built what's a three-story mansion just right near downtown St. Paul, where we are he and his wife hired several servants for the mansion and well joseph kind of was fond of one of them named molly joseph's wife found out about the affair and um he ended the relationship right away um but a little too late molly uh was pregnant with their child so joseph uh took his family and i know it's a lot of drama right wow took his family and moved to europe okay molly was traumatized by this and she ended up hanging herself oh okay Wait, joseph molly's molly's the girlfriend okay okay That's what I all right so joseph they found out and she right. joseph took off molly got upset and she hung herself okay <sighs> um uh, joseph eventually returned to saint paul uh bought a, bought a mansion on summit avenue but he ended up uh he had must have had some troubles too he ended up shooting himself in a park in the 1890s okay Jeez. now Close to the outside visitors, the mansion was in operation as a French restaurant from 1976 to 2019. Joseph and Molly's sightings have been reported inside the mansion, and both ghosts are said to be quite sociable. So I guess they're hanging out, having dinner, they're sitting at the bar. True love never True dies. True love never dies. And actually, I knew about this one. Do you know about the Griggs Mansion on Summit Avenue? No. Nope. They say that this is the most haunted building in Minnesota. Okay. No it was kidding. built... Um, By a civil war veteran okay uh, chauncey griggs he was a grocery store owner Um, they spent most of their time in california but his grocery stores were here in st paul okay and in minnesota Um, they had a servants and people there as well and um, in their absence a young maid hung herself on the fourth floor and she's said to be one of seven entities that are still in this house Okay, And I could show you this house, it's not far from here, actually. A couple other ones that they see all the time, there's a former gardener, there's a little boy running around in there, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff, Just wow, and it's a beautiful, spooky. beautiful old mansion on Summit Avenue, just one that was haunted. Um, it was actually sold in 2012. Uh, we are real estate based, so I'll come with that. Yeah. Listed for $1.8 million in 2012. Nobody touched it because it was too creepy when they went to showings, okay? Eventually, they got uh, a school to buy it, an art school at $1.1 and then since it was converted to apartments, and now it's privately owned again as a house. 1K. So, so
2: on the real estate topic, if your property's haunted, is that something that has to be disclosed? I know we've talked about this before, no. and I don't no. remember
4: the answer.
1: The answer is no. The answer is no. It's referred to as perceived paranormal activity. Exactly, exactly. You know, there's a few places. Landmark Center, they've always said, was haunted. Bounce Theater... Actually, Hamlin University has a bunch of ghosts oh, cruising yeah. around in there. You know that. about that? Uh, yeah oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The Just old, look at their football team. Exactly. Oh, right? Exactly. Hey-o. So the old main building is a little creepy. I know that, you know, over there. And um, I think one of the ones that I always remember are the Wabasha Street Caves oh yeah have you ever been in there
4: yeah that's where all
1: the prohibition stuff took place when all you know and all the gangsters hung out there you know dillinger was there um for example and tons of mobsters and nothing good happened in those caves during those days and i'm sure you know there's been a few ghastly faces that people see on the tour so so yeah so when you're running around st paul Look over your shoulder because you never know what you're going to find. Right. So, Justin, exactly. you, again, this is, you know, we've done this a few times. And um, to be honest with our audience, I'm out of scary real estate stories, to tell you the truth. You know, there's yeah. only I mean, well, there, it's, there's only so much you can get scared of. But yeah. so we started asking around. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. And,
4: yeah. The reason why they're so appealing is because they're so unusual, and the fact that they're so unusual is because they don't happen very often. Exactly. So, yeah, you run out yeah. of them pretty quick. But yeah. we have pretty good resources that keep the the stories coming in, especially this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Did you get
4: any? I did. Yeah, I did. I've, I've got uh, a couple that I can tell you. One was... Um, one was, was really creepy, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just jump right into okay. it. Which,
2: which cartoon is this story? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, listen to previous uh, episodes for God the cartoon. Yeah, to for no cartoons, but stories. I've named this one Gladys to Meet You. <laughs> oh, and so this was uh, told to me by an agent in our office who's been in the business a long time. And uh, he wishes to remain anonymous because this was a really good friend of his, and it, it happened a little while back. And she's no longer with us, unfortunately. But um, he had helped a good friend purchase a house, and um, you know everything was fine it seemed at first. And he, he knew her really well. He'd known her for years before they even you know started buying houses and stuff together. He knew her family. He knew, he knew her mom. Um, and he was getting off work late one night. He was in the area. They're, Like I said, they were really good friends. So he figured, you know what, I'll give her a call. I'll swing by and see how she's doing. So he did. She said, yeah, stop on by. It was super late at night and he said, for whatever reason, you know, he's not really a haunted guy. He's not really into that. not his a, deal. No, yeah. he just doesn't really buy into it much, but at least not at the time. But he said it, it was just a kind of a weird day. It was just really, something was off about the day. And so he got there and, and she welcomed him at the door and they went up and they sat down in the kitchen to have a cup of coffee and they hadn't been there, well, he hadn't been there for more than maybe five minutes and he heard this thud upstairs. Okay. And uh, she had two big, huge Rottweilers that lived in the house with her. They came flying up from the basement, almost knocked him off his stool in the kitchen, and proceeded to go upstairs and stood out right outside this uh, bedroom doorway and just would not stop. Oh, boy. He said they were just going nuts. They sounded like towns of hell was the words he used. And he's looking up there, and she just kept talking like nothing was happening. Really? But as he watched her, her eyes, and I know we're we're on a podcast, so you can't see my eyes, but her eyes kept looking up where the dogs were outside this door, um, outside the bedroom upstairs. Okay. And he finally just said, "You know what? What's going on?" And she she looked at him. She had he said she had this almost embarrassed look on her face, like she didn't want to tell him because she thought he was going to laugh at her. Yeah. And she finally just blurted out, "Oh, she's bothering the dogs again." Really? And, and, of course, he knows her mom, he knows her family, he knows her very well. They talk all the time. He knows nobody's living with her. And he says, what are you talking about? He goes, who? who? Who are you referring to? And she says, "She wouldn't at first she wouldn't respond even. And then finally she just said, well, it's the old lady that lives upstairs. Okay. And then she paused and she said, she's a ghost really the dogs can (laughs) sense her and i can see her right now really (laughs) oh man so uh so he and he, and like i said he didn't buy into this kind of stuff but he said it was enough to make him really nervous he hung around for a couple more minutes and he had to get out of there oh yeah he left wow and unfortunately um that's not the end of the story He was at our office. He works in the Woodbury office with me, and he was there late one night, just him by himself, and the phone rang, and it was this lady, his friend, that lived at this house, and she just said, you know what, I I gotta move. I gotta get out of here. And so he ended up listing the property for her, and fortunately, it sold really quickly. She moved out, moved into her new place. At least he was able to get her into a new place. And yeah, she just said, he he checked on her, and he said, you know, how's it going? her first night there, she she said it was just great and she got a chance to go up in the kitchen and finally just Mm relax and as she was sitting there she heard a thud upstairs and of course she told him that the ghost that she had seen of this old woman had followed her from the old house to the new one.
1: Oh, it's like a roommate yeah. situation.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> oh no. So he just he just couldn't believe it. And she's she lived with that ghost for several years. Her really? and
1: the dogs. Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah.
4: Wow. True story.
1: Oh man. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joel? I know you you've been I put a, your thinking cap I on this a, week. I do have a story
2: to share, but it's not it's a little different than than what you guys have kind of been talking about here and it's not so much a scary story, but it's one that's truly haunted me for okay. the majority of my life. So Halloween is, a, obviously, we all know, is a huge thing for kids, right? Yeah, it's awesome. You're excited to pick out a costume, go trick-or-treating with your friends, get a bunch of candy. Okay, so this story, is gonna, I'm going to bring you back to a, about 1979, Oh, this is like Stranger Things. Yeah, this is cool. So this particular year, so now, first of all, I'll just preface by telling you in our house, homemade costumes were very popular. Okay. This is not something I was a fan of, <laughs> but what? I can remember, you know, I can remember being a ghost and I just literally had a sheet on my head with, you know, a hole cut out of it and some paint on my face, just homemade costumes. You know, all my friends would get the cool, you know, store-bought costumes. The, the best costumes I would get were, would be if I, like, just threw on my hockey equipment and I was a hockey player. There you go. Uh, you know, You're a me. hockey
1: zombie. But I never got these
2: <laughs> cool costumes all the other kids did, right? I, I remember being a devil one year. That was kind of fun. Painted red face. But again, all homemade. And I never got to choose my costume. It was assigned to me by my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. So this one particular year, I was told that I was finally going to get a, a store-bought Halloween costume. And I was super pumped. I, I don't even remember what I wanted it to be but I know I didn't want this okay so <laughs> if you guys remember back and I you guys are old Justin anyways a little younger okay so there was a, a, a type of Halloween costume night that, that you would see back in the day called kooky spooks Do you, does anybody remember yes. these
1: yes I, they're I, ridiculous I, yeah. okay so kooky spooks kooky
2: <laughs> spook is literally just like a, a plastic like I don't even shawl for it's or a something. Trash yeah, bag. Like a rainbreaker, yeah. Like and a, like it had words like, on it, like a poncho. But the worst part of the cookie, the scariest part of this costume was that it the had like head. an inflatable headpiece, right? I'm gonna show you guys, just because <laughs> you can. You, and, and when I say this, I'm hard, I just show the listening crowd, to Show you. the crowd. And the fact that I still have a photo. It illustrates exactly how this has, in fact, haunted me. You've been, you've been traumatized. <laughs> you've got 400 people oh, in the no. bar right
4: now. This oh is, a, this, is oh, it. No. this is it. This is it.
2: This is my Halloween costume. And here's the worst oh, poor part. Joel. Here's Not the worst part for human oh. I made some notes here because oh. it's hard for me poor to Joel's keep trouble. things yeah, together. It's a, all the the therapy in the world isn't going to help you. First of all, okay, so mm-hmm. I've got. I'll describe it for the audience. There's <laughs> this basically this weird looking. It's like yellow a- <laughs> alien looking inflatable thing that has like a inflatable helmet that sort of attaches to my head and I'm just wearing a plastic bag that has some characters on it and then my face is painted completely yellow it's absurd right the worst part of this costume do you guys remember when you would have the the parades at school
1: Oh yeah, you have to walk through the whole Which, school. Yeah. Oh, so I had to sweet. walk through
2: Birch Grove Elementary. I'm I don't know, I'm probably in fourth grade, with this ridiculous nerd costume <laughs> on my head, walking around the
1: school. And you had Spider Man next to you, that was and my like s- all the, my all the but in the school all oh, your yeah, cool yeah. friends were, you know, Superman and yeah and Spider Man. There's Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a head on top of a head. Yeah, so my Perfect. so in the photo I've
2: got my sister next to me and she's wearing a similar costume. Mm-hmm. It's just diff- different character. Yeah, and but
1: she does it way better than she, you. Well, and she because she enjoyed it. You know what the best part of this photo is, other than you two, is um, are you are you Catholic, by the way? I was I was raised Catholic. It's okay, because there's that. a cross right up above the them, <laughs> You know, you know? <laughs> it looks like something off The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. But the, the irony there is she I is. was oh, in man. I was in hell in this photo. Well, and both of you guys look <laughs> thrilled about it. You know, so so it's not again it's. Scary comes in all shapes and sizes, doesn't it, Joel? Yeah, I'm still traumatized, <laughs> but there it is. I have one or two. Coming I have Yeah, okay? I got, I I got one, one or two and, two. and okay, okay, so good. So we'll take a quick break here. Again, uh thanks to myinsurancewarehouse.com. This is Twin Cities on the Move and this scary Halloween episode live from Stack Deck. We'll be right back. Boom. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 29 of Twin Cities on the Move, uh, brought to you by MyInsuranceWarehouse.com. It's been pretty spooky so far here for an October scary it has, yeah. podcast, it's, it's, I think. I know I'm getting a little... I'm getting chills. It's pretty scary. Yep. yep. So they're going to continue on. We each have one more quick little story to tell, and then we definitely want to mention Stack Deck one more time yeah. on our way out the door here. So, But Joel, you were just mentioning something here between in the break here. What... What do you have? So I read a really interesting article, a little story about a,
2: a real estate transaction, kind of bringing this back into what we all know and love for for work. So a woman wanted to sell her house. She invited the realtor over to just talk about the house, maybe figure some, out some details. So when when the realtor walks in, you know he introduces himself asks if he can use the restroom, which is I'm, I assume what you guys always do right when you get yeah, there. Yeah, of course.
4: Right? <laughs> well, you're drinking water all day. Yeah, you're driving yeah. around all day. Yeah. And, and Nobody as, wants to let you use their bathroom. Right.
2: And as he's walking down the hall towards the bathroom, the door slams shut. Oh. And he's like, oh, what? 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 Is there somebody here? And she's like, no, not exactly. And proceeds to explain that there is a spirit that lives in the home with her. That it's a friendly spirit, but he does not like men. So he's like, okay, great. Well, all right. Perfect. So he goes and he uses the bathroom. And then afterwards they meet in the kitchen and all the all the cabinet doors start opening and closing because he's, he's talking to her about, you know, this is probably what we could sell your house for. We'd have to do, you know, maybe a few little, you know, touch ups here and there and just sort of giving her some advice on, on how to best prepare a house for market. And just things start going crazy. You know, the cabinets, the fridge, that bathroom door he's like i don't i don't know if we can do open houses or show this house if i mean if if only you know if, if men come in and this is a response or that they get you know and and she said and she finally gets so frustrated that she says okay fine i'm gonna sell the house but you can come with and suddenly there's just a complete calm in the house none of the wow. door wow. all the doors start
1: <laughs> they stop
2: slamming and Everything was just fine from then on, on out. So sure. I
1: don't know. This one's a little, I, I, maybe there should be a disclaimer on this one because this one's just a, a little over the top. This didn't happen to me. This is something I actually uh, found out from a commercial realtor, okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, recently showed a 10,000 square foot three-story commercial property that was once a club, bar, restaurant, situation. Okay. $65,000 for 10,000 square foot property. I'll take it. Okay. What's right. I know it's super old historic building. It was vacant for four years. It was the buyer, the agent, and the fiance who walked into the building It appeared it had, you know, right when they walked in, it looked like somebody just got up and left the table with all of the dishes on it. Their final meal was just sitting there and again this is four years has gone by okay there were plates cups food four-year-old gross food all in its place um kind of disturbing but they kept pushing through all right Mm -hmm. uh the fiance brave person that he was uh ran downstairs to check out the basement uh he came running up super excited he said he was like this is the neatest place i've ever been in down in the basement it's so cool you got to come and take a look and so uh down they all went and it was a huge basement full of i mean 10,000 square foot tons of space down there as Mm -hmm. well um tons of rooms long hallways um super creepy place overall though you know they just got the vibe okay Hmm. they kept rolling through this maze of hallways and stuff in the basement they came to a locked glass door that was labeled jimmy's place (laughs) It appeared to be another bar that was inside the basement, okay? They locked doors, so they didn't go in, but they kept cruising around these hallways and kind of windy paths, and they found the back door to this Jimmy's place, And and that was unlocked, so they went in. Flipped the light switch on, and all over the walls in there was a bunch of black spray paint written, stuff like, Demons Portal to Hell. Satan's Lair. 666. You can picture this all, right? You know, it (laughs) sounds like a bad movie scene. So Mm -hmm. they quickly ran back upstairs. They felt a little safer, but then all of a sudden they looked at the stairway. The lights to the basement were flipping on and off and on and off and on and off. Jimmy. No thanks. They couldn't beat each other. They were out of there fast enough. So, <laughs> oh, wow. $65,000 is way too much for that building. I don't know. That's what I got for you, Justin. I know you have one. You got the, saving the best for last year. <laughs> I do have one other one.
4: Uh, another agent in our Woodbury office who's been in the business for a while. Um, and if you like your hauntings fresh off the grill, This just happened this past year, and matter of fact, it's still happening. She helped this lady and her three younger daughters uh, buy a nice house, and they'd only been in it for maybe a week or two, and um, the mother said that she was getting ready to go to bed. The three girls had already been in bed, two of the girls were sleeping on the upper Uh, upper floor, Um, there was two bedrooms up there, and then the mother and the other daughter were sleeping on the main floor, so the mom was just going to bed, she said she had just closed her eyes and and literally just fell asleep, and she woke up, and one of the daughters in the upstairs bedroom, one of the upstairs bedrooms, was just screaming, just screaming to beat hell, and they ran up there, all of them ran up there, ran into her room, Um, it it took her at least, it took them at least, uh, they said five to ten minutes just to calm her down, and she wouldn't stop screaming. They finally get her calmed down. And she just said, there is a girl that was standing in the middle of my room, just kind of a silhouette of her. And the mom thought, well, you know, maybe, you know, it's the first, right. you know, we've only been in this house a little while, blah, blah, blah. She's "All right, Why don't we calm down? Why don't we just all go back to bed? And we'll talk about this in the morning. And so, yeah, the next day, everything was fine. Um, a couple days later, the mom, same thing, goes, uh, goes to bed. And she's woken up a little bit later at night, um, but it's still, you know, maybe a couple hours after she had gone to sleep, she wakes up, and the other daughter that was sleeping on the second floor, this time she's screaming like crazy. So uh, she ran up. The, t- the other girl that was up there couldn't get into the room because there was two girls living on the upstairs bedrooms or in the upstairs bedrooms. For some reason, they couldn't get into the room. They couldn't turn the doorknob. So the mom threw her body against the door, bust the door open, and um, the girl that that was sitting in this this upstairs bedroom is pointing um, at the middle of the room. And of course she's screaming, and they get her calmed down, and all she could say was, I saw the ghost girl that Kristen saw. And then she said, but just her head. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so
4: so I was so the mom said you know I didn't know if she meant like a f- floating head I think maybe she meant her face um, so <laughs> short not long story short they go to bed um, and then what was weird was everything was fine for about a month and then uh, and to the point where the one daughter that never experienced it thought the other two daughters were just pulling yeah. you know her mom and her's leg and so she was sleeping up on the top floor this time the mom was awake this time she was down in the basement doing laundry and she heard someone knocking and so she ran over the first floor and she checked the front door and it's like mi- almost midnight so she figured you know who would be here this late right. at night went and checked the back door nothing right. and then just then her uh the daughter the, the last daughter that was sleeping up on the top floor started screaming Mom runs up there, the other two girls run in. Again, they couldn't get into the bedroom, which I thought was kind of oh, weird. No. And the mom just said she, she didn't know if it was just a sticky knob or what, but this this mother had to bust her way into her daughter's bedroom oh, again. No. And when she got in, um, the, the daughter was just, just beside herself and crying and screaming, and she was, she was mumbling that there was a shadow on the wall that went all the way around the perimeter of the wall and stopped and then after it stopped it started knocking and so and it wasn't on the wall that was in between the two girls bedrooms it was on the exterior wall so it wasn't like um, the the, one daughter could get up and play a trick on her sister to this day according to the mom the the last daughter will not sleep in that bedroom she sleeps down on the couch and um the mom and the, the the daughter that had the first first experience uh they're going to be moving upstairs to see if they can figure it out but the the hauntings continue to happen. really yeah wow
1: yeah. wow i there will be more next year I'm sure. right i'm sure there will be more to say next year so happy halloween everybody and hey uh, many thanks to everybody who came out tonight. What yes. a great thank you crowd. Very much. Yeah, yeah. We like Yeah, it. thank you, thank you. It's been great to be here. 402, 403. I lost
4: count at 400. I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: yeah, and Stack Deck Brewery, boy, if you're looking for a place in downtown St. Paul to come and spend and enjoy an hour or two with some friends, this is the place to be. It's right on Cedar Street. It's the old Dayton's building. Yep. Great beer, great, great atmosphere, just a fun spot to be. And thanks again to Lacey Thiessen, Tiffany Amber's long-lost cousin-in-law. So I know two zero baby. Yep, yep. So again, thank you, Stack Deck, and and check your local liquor store too. And if they don't have Stack Deck beer, ask them, why. ask them why because it's ask amazing. Them why. It's so, literally some of the best craft
4: beer in all of Minnesota. I agree. And some of the best in the United States. Yep, absolutely. Me. Also,
2: if you're looking to purchase a home, refinance, anything like that,
1: yeah, believe it or not, rates are, are guys? low. <laughs> give me a call. Love to help. So yeah, this has been Twin Cities on the Move, Episode 29, brought to you by In My Insurance. Where house. We'll see you next month. Thank you, everybody.
0: This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson is a mortgage professional with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company NMLS 66247 is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Joel Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.